0: Welcome, welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Honey Bun. Happy Friday. Welcome
1: to the day bed. Day Happy bed to be here with you.
0: You too, Honey.
1: We're back. We are back.
0: Amazing. Ready to be here? Yeah, ready to tackle some topics. Absolutely. Before we do so, how's your week, Joe? How's your week been? Look.
1: Not great. And like I said that last week, so I feel
0: <laughs>
1: like things haven't greatly improved, but that's life. So and we're
0: rolling with it. We're
1: just rolling with it. Just getting the things done that we need to get done and then praying for the best for the
0: rest. Absolutely. I love that. Pray, I, praying for the best. <laughs>
1: I thought having like a really busy weekend last weekend and kind of getting out and about would be really good, but it has backfired yeah it hasn't worked in my favor
0: oh that's okay that happens to the best of us yeah that's
1: all right spring's almost here and i'm sure that'll be a turn in
0: yeah our moods will elevate with the sun yeah that's what we're ready for i know we need the
1: sunshine we need the vitamin d all the day
0: (laughs) (laughs) how about you um yeah good busy week productive week we welcomed the arrival of my friend's baby which Yay! is so exciting and just made my day but also has made my week it's been very exciting so really lovely week really good positive vibes so that's nice um but we should hop into one of our most beloved new TV shows P you Euphoria. put me on. You put it on. Euphoria. I said, "Just get through the first episode." Yeah, true. Because
1: after the first episode, I thought, "Oh, do I really want to commit to this?"
0: Yeah, confronting
1: is how yeah. I would say first episode. Yeah, and once we
0: got past that point, it was really good. I binged it. Yeah, you're two eps away from finishing. Yeah. Tried to binge but couldn't quite get there. But I've loved it. Once you get over the first episode, I feel like it's such a shock factor. It would work for mass viewers because it's so original, like the themes that they're presenting, that people would get hooked on it. Because it's so different to what's out there right now Yeah. Um, that I understand why they did it It was a good move it was a good strategy and then following through each character is centered for each episode and that's one of my favorite ways same to have a narrative in a tv show so i thought that was unreal
1: yeah um and i think because hbo produces it and broadcasts it yeah they are allowed to show this kind of darker more intense viewing whereas a lot of teen shows are on teen based networks or yeah. family based networks mm. which means they're lighter in their content yeah totally but this being on hbo really just shows yeah what they what they can produce
0: absolutely on a deeper darker and, level and where they were allowed to go and what they explored it was unreal tv show i think it's just when i'm watching it i'm totally tuned Excuse me, I'm so tuned into it. I'm not distracted at all. Yeah,
1: same. I
0: wasn't on my phone. It's actually one of those rare ones that I don't get bored. Like, You're engrossed fo- by it. So engrossed, it yeah. was unreal. So, what did? You, what are your thoughts about the show? What did you get from it? Okay. Okay. So what? So
1: sorry. Um. What were my thoughts, feelings, emotions? Well, after the first episode, I thought, okay, is this just skin, this better modern Americanized version? And even though America did make their own skins, which was a huge fail back in the day, no one ever watched it. I think it got one season. Um,
0: yeah, it was such a cheap ripoff. Yeah. Mean, America does do that a lot to the UK TV shows. We see that with The Office and other sitcoms, but yeah, it didn't stick.
1: No, it didn't stick. So I thought, okay, this is gonna be like skins and I start I read a little bit about it because the first episode didn't sell me. And once I read about it I realised it's gonna be a bit different. So I stuck to it. Mm. And as much as I think it's similar to skins, it's definitely deeper and darker and more I don't know enriching yeah than skins was and skins had a lot of positive moments and a lot of really like light-hearted things whereas or themes whereas euphoria just really keeps it quite bleak yeah bleak hopeless which i don't believe should be be the way for teenagers there's a lot of hope in being a teenager
0: yeah but this is also the narration is by a teenager as well yes it's it's interesting it's not a adult looking back on their adolescence it's very kids talking about kids yeah you know pretty much just dunked right into their world um and get a kind of not behind the scenes, but a deeper view into each of these characters and what they're struggling with, what their conflicts are, what their psyches are, their motivations behind the decisions that they're doing. Mm. So it is very deep, which I love, because the characters are quite complex. We see a lot of struggles that they go through and how they come to their decisions mostly problematic but they're really just showing this window of adolescence how difficult it is their emotions what they want to get out of for themselves and make themselves happier but they're struggling with other teenagers and Mm. they're just pulling and pushing and and you feel for them but at the same time they don't know they're like the blind lean the blind almost in this just kids trying to figure it out i loved this show i think it's so interesting to have a 2019 modern version of the skins that we loved when we were growing up um and i think one of the main motifs of this is how technology has webbed its way into adolescence now and how it's powerful and what it can do when it's in the hands of a teenager Mm their access to the likes of or when we see with Kitty Cat Cat and how she uses I mean her new empowerment that she finds in her sexuality and she uses it to make bank. I mean it's quite adult content. That yeah. She is being able to make commission of something effortlessly through the use of bitcoin and it's just so interesting we didn't have that access when we were kids that wasn't easy we didn't even understand it but these children just have I mean the internet is just so powerful to them it's quite amazing
1: yeah I think with Kat and that in saying that she's got this she's empowered by it and she's found a way to make a hustle. But it's still illegal and it's still like yep. committing a crime and it's so dangerous. Yep. It's so wrong and we can be like, oh, my gosh, she's found a power and she's, you know, found this confidence.
0: But it's not good. No, it's not. Help. Well, yeah, it's not positive. No. It's, empowerment. It's like sadism.
1: Yeah. And, and But just the fact that she is a minor doing this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that is also a constant thread throughout the series when Nate blackmails um, Jules for child pornography, even though she was technically the victim in that situation, he manipulated her. He's blackmailing her for using her own body. Yeah. Because she's a minor. So when even the kids think they're getting one up each other, they're becoming more powerful, there is that reminder you're still a child. You're still um, under your parents' roof. Yeah. You can't have every decision. We see that um, evident in um, Alexa and Nate's relationship when the Alexa's mother wants to charge Nate for assaulting her and she doesn't want to.
1: Yeah it's not her call at the end of the day no, because they're children. they're children they're children i listen yeah that's so forgotten in a lot of scenes where you're thinking oh my gosh look what's happening and then you think oh my gosh they're 16 or oh, yeah. however old i feel like that's never really told how old they're supposed to be yeah
0: assumably around 16 they're seniors and junior juniors yeah um so I think this idea of technology coming into the hands of kids and what they do with it, we see revenge pornography, how that's used to be a weapon of shame upon young women which is still a problem that women have to deal with, with either being a wife or a whore dichotomy. We also see the manipulation that can be used through online apps, dating apps. The dangers that come with that, and these kids just have. Well, a Jules has almost not a naivety, well, kind of a naivety, but she also feels invincible, like she can just handle it.
1: Yeah. And she just puts herself
0: in the situation. She puts it because. And then she'll backpedal or something. Yeah. But she just. The thrill of the moment. Yeah. yeah. Which is what adolescence is It's, it's like high risk, low reward. Yeah. You're taking so many risks. That's what the brain is programmed to do through adolescence. And we're seeing that in major ways with the choices that they're making. And then also we're seeing this big use of drugs. I couldn't believe it.
1: Neither. I wonder, because we're not adolescents anymore, whether drug use is that big in the kids,
0: the, the kids, yeah. Oh, just in yeah, kids in general. Western societies in yeah. general. I mean, it's if it is, it's definitely put definitely between them. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's done between them, and it's secretive, and it's not told to anyone. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a little bit true. I mean, just how much the children, or well, their rue. And the drug dealer, Fez, and his little brother know so much about narcotics and how they can be, you know, these drugs are cut differently to have different effects and highs. And, I mean, it's just another underworld. And yeah. the, the drugs underworld that is threaded through the parties, through all, all the different people, how they use drugs, MD, coke. I mean, it's like... They just get access to it and they use it without warning. But we also see the problems with that through addiction through Rue's character and how she really struggles with it. Yeah. And that's the ex like that's the extreme situation. You can't be a teenager because you have a drug addiction. Yeah. At sixteen. At sixteen. Horrifying.
1: How that's problematic within its without Bleak. all the other mm. factors that come into it. Yeah. And all the other characters. Just that alone is enough to grapple with as a storyline yeah
0: yeah just really sad but excellent tv
1: yeah excellent viewing it's entertainment after all yeah that's what it's made for yeah do you find it or did you or in any way find it relatable
0: to your youth um geez my youth was so pg-13 In comparison to that, I just didn't have that level of, I don't know, problems in my adolescence. I mean, I had like normal teenage girl problems, but it was nothing to do with like crazy manipulation or crazy... Um, situations where I would feel pressured to use drugs I mean I just really didn't have that experience at all mine was so sheltered in comparison to this I think the only thing possibly related to that every teenager goes through is trying to find your way and trying to find yourself in amongst other teenagers who have had pain and trauma and they're projecting it onto others and like it can be gossipy and nasty and you feel isolated and alone but that's what adolescence is is trying to find out who you are and we do see that through the tv show but the rest of the other themes which are probably in excess no how about you
1: like i thought i was you know when i think back at it or when you talk about it with your friends and you're all like oh my gosh we were so bad we were like drinking when we were 15 yeah (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. And then you watch that and you're like, oh, actually, I we were really so tame. tame. <laughs> we so were tame. so tame. Drugs has never been a, like a factor in my friendship circles, especially as youth. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Drugs weren't a thing. Like we used to underage drink. and Like we had a few, like had boys that were older, but it yeah. was never that kind of emotional or physical. Definitely not manipulation or abuse Mm. in my circles and I think we all came from quite privileged backgrounds that wouldn't have that trauma or that kind of underlying factors that impact all the characters on the show they all have some sort of issue at home that not causes them but means their reaction is to act out
0: in the way that they do. We don't see one wholesome family in this um, series. No. Every teenager has come from a home that was either broken with conflict, trauma, abuse, high pressure, and broken adults that are kind of unable to parent the children well and give them either sarcastic comments. We see that from the single mother of the two girls. Um... Who is a raging alcoholic. Raging alcoholic. So we see alcohol uh, alcoholism. Cal, who's the father of Nate, who has secrets and also has just such an abusive power. He has power and he manipulates the boys and scares them. Yeah. And he belittles them when they're young. Then we see Rue's family, whose father dies from cancer... <laughs> And then McKay's dad, who gives him huge pressure from his little boy about feeling traumatized about being called a racial slur, Mm. to being told, repress your emotions and put it in the game. Yeah. No healthy coping mechanisms are taught throughout the families. And I think that's what the children are, the product of their environment. Yeah. And they're all, geez, all trying to figure it out. But none of them have a good manual.
1: I know, none of them, you know, you learn by example and you lead by example, but they
0: haven't got that example that really benefits them to do better. So they have to become it themselves. They have to be self-made, which is, yeah, interesting. It's interesting that there isn't a wholesome family. I think that's just going to show a different side of adolescence, that people are divorced, people don't have perfect homes but we're still adults we're still people who have to figure it out yeah and they're trying
1: it made me think a lot about how you know now we're we're in our early 20s or even looking down at not looking down but looking at younger women that i know who are still in their teenage years we're all in this new mentality and this we're kind of adopting a new lease on life that is all about positivity and sharing our emotions and mm. being open with others and not being scared to show vulnerability. Yeah, And that's becoming, that's building momentum. That's
0: mental health. Awareness is becoming lucrative. Yeah.
1: And yeah.
0: mainstream, mainstream. Definitely. Whereas this
1: show is just the opposite, just complete
0: total opposite. Yeah. It's the dark shadow side of the soul. Yeah.
1: And I find that interesting that they're writing a show in 2019 that is just opposite of what we're encouraging or what we're learning now.
0: Yeah, well, I think it just it's doing it to show that don't be fooled. Don't be fooled that because certain sectors of the community or society are totally about mental health, awareness, uh, self-care, healing... Um, doing things for you, learning what boundaries are, learning what a toxic relationship are, learning what red flags are. Not everyone's doing that. And you ignoring that or you focusing on the positive doesn't mean the negative goes away. It yeah. just gets hidden underneath. And this is what this show is highlighting, the truth that teenagers don't share. And teenagers don't share to adults because they're scared of being told off or they don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to be wrong. Yeah, they just want to do what they want to do. They're finding their independence. And I think this show is just sh- shedding a light on what it's like to be a teenager in 2019. Sure, it's absolutely, I'm assuming, a exaggerated version just like every TV show is. But it's not like the ideas of revenge pornography, dating apps, um... Abusive relationships, drugs and alcohol are a current theme in right now. Yeah. They're absolutely evident. Yeah. And this is and they're trying to show why and bring out the psyche of the character of why they're making these decisions. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's a really complex show, complex characters, nothing has surfaced with this show, which I love, and it just gets you really invested. You wanna see people make the right choices in this show and hopefully Find their own way. Yeah. I look forward to the next season and what it will bring.
1: I won't spoil the ending of the final, but you get an <laughs> understanding of why. Yeah. Um, and then I also think about, I know they're make-believe characters, but you wonder what they're going to be like as adults. Yeah. And what they will become, whether they'll repeat these cycles to children that they have themselves mm. or whether they'll become these positive mindset people
0: oh my goodness will they have like a new lease on life yeah will they
1: get out of their town and leave those people behind and think oh my gosh what did i do yeah in my youth
0: will anyone be convicted is anyone going to jail
1: most of them should
0: i know everyone's guilty of something in this series
1: yeah oh it's good it's really good really good i
0: encourage watching it highly recommend highly recommend all right, so seeing that we want to push this a bit more positive, <laughs> yeah. we'll push it to the mental health that is happening. The The stuff we're focused on. In our 20s.
1: Euphoria is a good reminder to be like, okay, this isn't what I want for myself. Yeah, like, absolutely. And what do we want for ourselves? What
0: we want for ourselves is the a nice, healthy, wholesome life, but also topic of the week for me I was thinking a lot about morning routines mm-hmm. what I mean sorry how necessary are they does everyone need them are they um kind of over hyped. hyped? are they really important and can do we actually increase our productivity by having them so that was my kind of question what would you define a morning routine as a practice that someone does every day or maybe just during the working week um, that helps them set up for the rest of the day and puts them in a good mood or in a good mindset, ready to deal with the day's challenges. So it could be something as small as having you know, a cup of tea or having your favorite breakfast or preparing yourself a meal in the morning to yoga meditation yeah. affirmations whatever that person suits but it's definitely a practice a daily practice yes it's to better one-off. to better your day yes absolutely and we're saying that do you have one p
1: not particularly and i would really like one that benefits me and ups me for the day i definitely have things that i do every morning but I wouldn't necessarily call it a morning routine it's just like things you do in the morning yeah and because I am not a morning person and Mm. I do tend to like I have to go to work most mornings and I just get up half an hour before I need to leave yeah I'll get up check my phone which I probably shouldn't do because it wastes so much time (laughs) then I'll have like a cup of tea I don't eat breakfast and I'll get dressed I usually pick my outfit the night before so I'm Pretty much get up, get out yeah, kind of gal.
0: Yeah, trying to maximize the sleep as much as possible. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, but I do think about it a lot. I do think, okay, maybe I should start getting up in the morning, going for a walk or going to exercise and eating food before I start my day. Yeah. Not leaving that as a last, I do eat at 2 p.m. or whatever. yeah. I do think it would benefit my day if I had a morning routine.
0: Yep. So you were kind of on the edge, going to try it out, maybe thinking about it. Yeah.
1: Right now I'm not loving it because it's just so cold in the morning. Yeah. I don't want to get up and get going. It's gone. harder
0: in winter. Yeah. Well, if you think it's harder, it's harder, but it definitely, it's not easy. Yeah. I agree. So... What about you? Yeah. I, I know you do. I do. I love a morning routine. I'm very... Um, Consistent and I love it because I love order and routine. Um, guilty Capricorn, but I really enjoy my morning routine. I think it puts me in the best mood for the rest of the day. And I really had an epiphany the other day. Um, I was talking to someone and they kind of had a little teary, a little cry. And I had met all my own internal needs. I was able to really be there for them. And, you know, I felt so clear-minded and clear-headed that I was able to say the right things and be of service and be compassionate um, because I'd met all my own needs. Yeah. So for me, my morning routine of um, getting up, having a shower, practicing yoga, maybe a little workout, and then meditation with a cup of tea – Meets all my internal needs. So when I do that, I feel fantastic, by the way. I feel like a million dollars. Like I just feel re-energized and just ready to dive into whatever because I've met my own – they're not challenges, but there's something that I feel like I should be doing and I feel guilty if I don't do them. Yeah. I love them in my life as well. So I really had that epiphany the other week. I was like, this is why I take care of myself and I make time in the morning to do this because I can really be there for other people after I've done it. Yeah. Um, I, and then I have space. I have space for other people because I'm taking care of me. So I really like my morning routine. I like structure and I like routine and that's kind of my personality. I know it doesn't suit everyone. And so that's why I was kind of questioning it. I wonder what other people's experience is. Yeah. Because I know it works for me, but is it all hype? Do other people, they just don't need any structure? Are they cool with like, you know, just breakfast in the morning and then they go? Or does it really even help productivity? I mean, I was just curious. Like, do we really need it? Or is it kind of like a, you know, a clickbait article five things you should do in the morning. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. to make everyone feel bad that yeah. you don't drink your lemon water alkaline first thing with your da-da-da. So I've just kind of been thinking about it. I know everyone has time restrictions and yeah, moms. Do you think if
1: you had a job that started at 9 a.m. every day mm. and you had to leave at 8.30 in the morning or even early you had to leave at 8... To yeah. get to work at 9, you would still find time to have your entire morning routine, even if it meant getting up at 6.
0: Yeah, that's such a good question. So when I've had early starts, because I used to work um, all the time of the weekend at 8 a.m., I would have an hour to get ready. But instead of the yoga and meditation, I facilitated it with other things. So it was still a routine it wasn't a half an hour get up and go it was still an hour of a shower my makeup you know getting dressed having a cup of tea cooking myself a breakfast you know maybe saying a couple affirmations making sure my bed's made it's just a different routine yeah so I still feel like I always create a routine no matter what the time is and then I will facilitate the yoga meditation for the afternoon yeah so I'm either if I've I just switch them around. But I still always create a routine no matter what. That's just how my brain works and then I never forget anything. I'm so prepared. That's why. I think it's because I don't feel prepared if I don't have a routine. Yeah. But I feel so prepared and alert and ready to go once I've done everything that I need to do. Yeah. I never rushed. I never forget anything. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. It just suits me. It just suits me and then I'm I'm good to go. And I'm not a mess. <laughs> I'm not a not a mess out here in these streets.
1: Yeah, because I think that's where people struggle because they've got early days. Oh, I and totally they don't want to sacrifice their sleep routine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To
1: have a morning routine.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, I I still do it at uni. Yeah. Nine a.m. lecture. I still did it. It was yeah. an hour to get to Monash. <laughs> and it was so hard, but I still do do it. So I think it's just wired in my brain. But I'm not going to, like, judge someone if they don't do that. Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's just what works for you. Um, so I was curious if people can just do not have a routine. God, that to me is, incre- like, intriguing. <laughs> that would
1: stress me out because I, I do have to have a cup of tea before I go to work. There are certain things that I do- don't feel right Yeah, hitting the day Yeah, if I haven't done them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually remember listening to Lewis Howe's podcast that – Productive people—they were talking about like successful millionaires and entrepreneurs. If really highly productive people have a morning routine, because I mean that practice—if they don't meet it, it pisses them off. Yeah, it throws you off. It throws for the day. you off. You don't feel right, and like it's niggly. It kind of niggles at you throughout the day. Yeah. So I guess it's like pros and cons, but you got to work with what works for you. If you're a mum with two kids. I mean, she's probably got five minutes, do you know what I mean? So you're not going to judge other people for it. It's not viable all the time. Got to carve out your self-care routine in other ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think we should rise with the sun and sleep with the sun. That's how we're meant to be. Yeah. Rising with the sun is hard. It's very early when the sun rises. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: And... I believe if I got up early and I could have a really productive time, like we were, we were talking about earlier, people who get up at five a.m. by 5 midday, a. M. For, yeah, they've done almost all their work. Yeah, let's have a siesta.
0: Yeah, power
1: nap. Power nap. Believe benefits your day.
0: Yeah, totally gives you that little bit extra to go go go. Yeah,
1: if that was a norm, in it
0: is a norm though. Not in, say, here, but it also is really big in, like, L.A. I don't know. It is. Like, people are just, like, but also there's people going to the gym at 6 a.m. Do you know what I mean? There are those really great, consistent, doing the work, putting in the work people. So it's, it's happening. People are doing it.
1: Yeah, people are definitely doing it, and I'm sure they feel better for it. And I'm proud it's of them. They're
0: thriving.
1: I'm yeah.
0: going to give it a crack. Bless you. Bless you guys. I'm going
1: to give it a crack over the next six weeks, creating a morning routine, mm. and then hit you with some feedback.
0: Yeah. Okay, challenge for you, P. love yeah. that. This is better than going on a date. Yeah. This is better than a dating challenge. No, this is personal development. This is what this discussions on daybeds is all about. <laughs> love
1: oh. that. Okay, so we're encouraging we're encouraging morning a morning
0: routine but no pressure it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you that's exactly, fine have that's an fine. afternoon routine exactly you'll find routine have so. a bed routine yeah Who, it's all good whatever works you don't have to live your life by routine no some people
1: don't that's
0: worrying yeah i know it makes me uncomfortable Most you know, people are a bit It's very artist vibes to me, like arts, like you're part of the arts if you just wake up when you feel and it's 4 a.m. but I had an espresso. and (laughs) You're probably poor. Oh, they're just creatives. They're just creatives. Anyway. All right, so let's move on. Uh, I really want to talk about the astrology for this week. Give it to bum, us. Bum, this bum is your week. specialty, and Jazzy. We're entering Virgo season, guys. Get ready to create to-do lists, plans. Things are booked in. We're getting busy and we've got new momentum on our goals and projects. So it's a great time to start my morning routine. It's an excellent time to start your morning routine. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. It's, if anything, Virgo is going to be like, pushing you to put that out that energy out there and encouraging you and you'll start getting like consistent virgo energy is a mutable s sorry a mutable earth sign and they are ruled by mercury which is communication which is kind of ironic but they really have like excellent energy for planning being strategic Excellent perfectionists can be super critical sometimes on themselves and therefore others, but it's only because they want to do the best so they can be in service for other people. They want to do the best themselves so they can help everyone else around them. They're excellent employees. They're great, um, often humanitarians, and they really care about causes that helps humanity. So it's really inter- great time. I love Virgo season because I'm an earth sign. So this is at my alley. I'm happy. Um, we also had little shift this month, Virgo's also gone into Venus. So that Venus rules love relationships and art and beauty. So Virgo coming into our partnership sector means we will be figuring out what works in our relationships and partnerships and what doesn't and kind of getting to the root cause. I mean, let's communicate. Let's figure it out. Let's get problem solving so we can move forward. Um, Virgo doesn't put anything under the rug. It kind of confronts it because they can handle the challenge, to be honest. They can figure it out and fix it. So it's a lot of fixing energy. You may have some uh, projects that you put on the back burner in April um, before eclipse season, because you may have intuitively known that things were going to get emotional and it wasn't the time to be creating a project. Um, So now it's really the time to pick it back up, give it a go, um, see if... You know mars is also in virgo which rules energy so it's about the projects it's about the new beginnings it's about getting it going and virgo is really going to be pushing you to um meet your own goals meet your own needs it wants to support you in it and be of service to you um so it's really exciting if you've got anything that you want to be getting done any personal hopes goals and dreams boom this is it like go for it it's getting warmer we're going into a shift of spring things are about to bloom think of it like virgo season's all about trying to get things done and our flowers are blooming things are wanting to come back to life again so it's really exciting um we've also got the new moon in virgo on the 29th of august next thursday yeah Um, so write down what the new beginnings are, what the projects are you want to manifest, what do you want to experience? And also while you're there and you're writing it down, come up with a plan, come up with a bit of a strategy, even if it's simple three steps, I might do this first and then I might do that. And then hopefully this will be the end result. This is what you harness the energy and don't fall asleep on it. It's really going to help get you there so I'm super excited hope everyone else is too um but yeah Virgo is here to stay I don't think we have any other transit any other planets going to Virgo just yet but geez it's a lot so it'll be good I think we'll benefit from it good I'm glad to hear that absolutely I've got a few things I want to work on so now's the time it is the time let's create it some is, hustles exactly let's hustle let's get it moving guys Alrighty. um Beauty, other than that, P, Song of the Week. Well, I've really needed it because
1: I've been so down. Motivation oh. by Nomani. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs>
0: motivation. She
1: is hot. The video for it is amazing. Yeah. She's out there doing her thing. Winning. So she should because she's got the talent, the skills for it all. So I've been trying to listen to that to pump myself up. Yeah.
0: It is such a great banger. It's not really been working, but I'm still trying. Music can be such a great motivator. Yeah. And her song's literally motivation, which I love.
1: Yeah. It's been good. I'm really good. enjoying it. I recommend.
0: Yeah, I love that film clip that she did for it as well. Oh, it's so good. So good. Her body is amazing. I know. Goals. Goals.
1: And Alana Del Rey just released a new music video today The two songs, but I haven't watched it yet. So it'll probably be my song of the week.
0: Okay, cool. Week. Of course. Yeah. Well, her whole album will be out next week. Oh, wow. It's time. I'm so ready. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you've been wanting this for ages. So long since she released the first singles from it, yeah. like this time last year. Oh, my goodness. That's a long way. I know. Okay, it will be good then. She's taking her time with it.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I hope it's great. Um, So my song of the week is a Georgia Smith single featuring um, Burner Boy, and it's really cool, like funky vibe. It's called Be Honest. Be Honest and wow the film clip for that she is banging i just want to be in the caribbean or in barbados and it's hot and it's kind of muggy and like you've got dewy skin and like a silk dress yes you're swinging your hips and that tan is glowing that is the vibe of this song and this film clip so totes recommend love her as well she's beautiful what's it called be honest okay georgia smith it's on the it's, it's on, on the, the list it's on the playlist
1: love it love it All right. i feel like we have really smashed through things today i
0: know bang bang bang
1: beautiful day we need to get out in the sun
0: i know we need to go get some vitamin d um other than that i think have we anything else you'd like to part p
1: no, just have a good one. Let's hope next week
0: is better than this week, so on so forth. Yep, We will keep on going. Onwards and upwards. Um, that's us from Daybed Discussions. Love to you, Jess. Love to you, P. Love and light to all. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Love and light. Love and light.